Hello, everyone. Hi. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name's Emily. I'm one of the English tutors and streamers from Canada. I grew up in Vancouver on the West Coast. I also spent some time living in London in the UK. And currently, I'm traveling and I am streaming to you from the Dominican Republic. So, hello from the sunny Dominican Republic today. Let me know in the chat where you're from. And um, yeah, nice to have you here. So, today, it's going to be a bit of a random stream, as um, maybe you've realized my streams are always a little bit random. Um, but today, I wanted to talk about. The English language, um, just some oddities, some interesting points um, that might help you learn more about where the language came from and um, some interesting facts. So I hope that you'll find that interesting today. Um, if you have any questions about vocabulary at any point, um, any comments about what I'm talking about or whatever kind of question you have, please put it in the chat and I would be happy to go over that. Great, so it looks like we have Colombia, Brazil, Germany, Switzerland, Chile, and Saudi Arabia in the house. Welcome all around the world today. So some of us might be on similar time zones right now. It's 8.30 in the morning where I am in the Dominican Republic at the moment. Cool, so English. It's originally a West Germanic language. So originated the Anglo-Saxons spoke a Germanic language that came over from Saxony in Germany. And it was brought to Britain, this early form of English in the fifth to seventh century AD. Um, and early modern English, kind of the English that we know about as today uh, when Shakespeare was around was in the 1500s. But it wasn't really until the mid 20th century that it really became the global powerhouse language that it is today. So it's really become the language of commerce, um, of travel and education too. I think there's a lot of universities that will do their courses in English, even though, um, yeah, even though there's another language for that country, so. Certainly important and good to have you all here today. Um, perfect. Let's get going then. And I will go into the chat and answer some questions throughout. So please put them in there. And when I get a moment, I will go answer them. Okay. So first up, Shakespeare. So he added a lot to our language. Um, and there's just a few phrases I'll point out now, but I recommend uh, if you haven't had a chance to read Shakespeare, this is a great way to expand your understanding of the English language. Um, okay, so here's a few Shakespearean phrases. A heart of gold, a really nice person. The naked truth, so just the plain facts. Mum's the word. You'd say this if you're not gonna say anything. Assassination, so that's a planned killing. Break the ice, that's when you might be around someone and you don't know them yet. And so you say that you're gonna break the ice, means you're gonna relieve tension or silence by talking. Okay, and an addiction, psycholog psychologically or physically dependent on something. This is usually used to talk about drugs, but could also be used to talk about social media 
addictions um, and swagger. So walking in a way that shows you're kind of boasting or you think you're really like a, something special <laughs> um, is a swagger. And there's a lot more in the picture there. And there's over a thousand of them. So I won't go through them all today, but I do recommend um, that you go check it out. Okay. And so let's see here. That's it for Shakespeare for now. How long? I'm interested to know how long you've been learning English. I think nowadays it's in the curriculum in uh, primary education for a lot of people, but I would like to know how long you've been learning. And in the meantime, I'll go to the chat and see some questions. Um, okay, so Marcelo's asked, tell me another way to say, let me get something straight. Okay. Um, let me get something straight. So for instance, you were a bit confused about something and you wanted to clarify your point. So you could say literally, let me clarify something. Um, let me understand something better. Um, let me get something straight. Let me, yeah, I think let me clarify or let me understand something would be another way to say that in more plain English. Uh, perfect. Perfect. I got a little notification here. I got a tip from Eric. Thank you, Eric, <laughs> for supporting me. And let's see here. What are some of the other languages that influenced English? Um, okay. So some of the other languages that have influenced English, well, as, as I said, it was a Germanic language originally. So the Anglo-Saxons came to England. But then um, after 1066, uh, when William the Conqueror came from France, um, that's when he bought French. So it's very much, uh, you'll find some Germanic bases and some French bases of words. I think there's actually a good stream on this um, in Chatterbug streams talking about the, uh, the bases of words. So check that one out, absolutely. Okay, and it seems like most of us have been studying for a long time. So we have some advanced learners with us here today. Welcome. And also a group of people who are just starting out. So hopefully my English is not too fast. I will try to speak clearly. If you watch your streams later, they will have um, some uh, closed captions available. So you'll be able to see what I'm saying as well as listen. So if you go watch any of the old streams, they will have those subtitles or closed captions available. Great. So we have a real mix of people here today. Um, and I'm curious to know, what's the hardest part for you? Is it the spelling? Is it the tenses? So when to use future, past perfect, um, continuous, you know, all these tenses. Is it difficult to know when to use those? Is it the context, the fact that sometimes things can have multiple meanings and you're not always sure which one to use? Is it phrasal verbs? Um, so phrasal verbs are when you have, uh, you know, a combination of a word with an adverb or a verb and a preposition, um, like put up or put up with would be some phrasal verbs. Or is it vocabulary? Um, I think English has one, like a really, really growing vocabulary. Um, we're always stealing words from other languages too. And so it's just, 
a beast that keeps growing. I'll go through in a little bit how often new words are added to the dictionary, <laughs> um, but it is very often. Okay. And let me know in the chat what you, why you say, why you answered what you did. So a lot of people are saying phrasal verbs. 100%, I think this is one of the most difficult things because it just comes down to pure memorization. And um, yeah, it's a challenging one. I think the best way to study this is to look up the most common phrasal verbs and then to try to start using them. So maybe we'll do a session just on some common phrasal verbs. Let me know with a thumbs up if that would be a good chatterbug stream for you. Okay, let me know. Give me some examples. Phrasal verbs are difficult, but give me some examples of phrasal verbs that you do like. Okay, it's good to know. Some things that we could practice in other streams. All right, so as I said, there are a lot of words in English, so for vocabulary, and it's always changing. How many new words do you think are added to the English dictionary? So one new word is added every, hmm, what do you think? How often are they? Call out is one of the phrasal verbs, John. Yes, perfect. Wake up is an easy phrasal verb. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. Okay, so, so far people are guessing it would be a new word is added every month, which means every year there's 12 new words added. Hmm, let's see. So far, everyone is suggesting one month, but would you believe that a new word is added to the English dictionary every two hours? Um, so that means that there are almost 4,000 new words added every year. So this would be things like, um, you know, slang words, or sometimes we'll combine words. We'll go through a couple of those later to create new words. So language is not um, something that's created and then it, it's done. Um, language is ever evolving. And as I said, with the influence of other cultures and languages, and we're taking from those and bringing them together, language is always changing. No one owns it um, to say, you know, that's not a word. No, slang and dialects change. And so we're going to change our language over time. Just like if you listen to a Shakespeare play today, it sounds really different and strange, um, but that's the language of the time. So it's difficult to keep up with this, <laughs> all this new vocabulary. Um, but most people, you know, I think I read a, um, a stat that like 90% of texts use about the same 10,000 words. So really, you know, this would be rare some of these might be rare words that aren't said very often. They might be scientific words, uh, things like that. Um, and most people with like a C1, C2 level probably know up to 20,000 or 30,000 words. So they're not going to know every word in the dictionary. Um, but most people with an advanced level of English would know 20 to 30,000 words. 
to give you an idea. So most people saying one month there. Okay. Is that surprising to you? Let me know in the chat. <laughs> um, and do you have a favorite word in English? So um, sometimes words aren't totally translatable. So an example comes to mind for another language for me, but uh, maybe there's some people from Brazil or Portugal in the chat. Uh, the word sodaji, which means like having a very deep missing of someone. It almost hurts you. You miss them so much. And we just don't have like a word to really say that in English. And so for me, that's a word that I really like, um, the sound of in another language. So it's very emotional, deep. And I think it tells you something about the culture too. So tell me what's the, a word you like? What, maybe it's the sound of the word. It might be the meaning. Um... <laughs> Okay, so let's see some of them here. Enough, all right, maybe you like the sound of that. Darling, that's a very sweet word. Yeah, you could call your partner darling, honey, sweetie, <laughs> baby, babe. These are all words to call your, your partner. Um, that, there's so many words, probably. Congratulations, it sounds nice and positive. Laundry, interesting, laundry. I don't have the foggiest idea. Foggiest, maybe you wanted to say, foggiest. Wonderful, consequence, awesome. Yes, excellent. Lots of good words here. Um, wonderful exquisite yeah exquisite it almost so the meaning of that word it sounds like the word too you know exquisite is something like beautiful and wonderful and amazing so like an exquisite piece of art i i, I agree i think that sounds kind of sounds like what the word is fortunately gorgeous <laughs> lots of great words here today um perfect let me know in the chat if there's some other favorite words you have in the English language. Okay, so there's also some words which we should avoid saying. I would have to admit that I'm not very good at this. Uh, I just started doing streams the last couple of weeks. And when I listen back, I keep hearing myself say, um, uh, I, I don't think I'm too bad with saying like a lot. <laughs> I try not to. But it's really difficult not to use these words. And actually, if you use them as a sec English as a second language person, you might even sound a bit more natural because I think a lot of people who are native speakers use these crutch words. So crutches is what you use when you maybe break your leg to walk around. So they help you walk. Crutch words help you speak. Um, another name for them could be filler words. So really, honestly, apparently, to be fair, literally, seriously, I mean, actually. So these, these words don't mean anything, potentially, but they're filler words to kind of help you as you're thinking of what to say next. So for instance, uh, a lot of these streams are done, you know, I have a couple of ideas of what I'm going to say but I definitely need some filler time from time to time to think about what I'm going to say next. 
Let me know in the chat if you use any of these a lot or what the equivalent would be in your language. Is there sort of a filler word that you use in your language or do you also use um, uh, what are the filler words in your language? Yeah, someone else, well, you know. <laughs> Uptown girls use like a lot, yeah. I think like is particularly common, like it, like, <laughs> um, in the California Valley area. That's like Valley girls, people say, would we'll use like, 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 <laughs> every second word. Uh, yeah. So it's hard to not use them. And then when you listen back, you're like, ah, no, <laughs> I keep using them. But it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. But it does make you sound, I think, could be more, uh, more native, maybe. <laughs> so there's some other ones in the chat here. How can I put it? Well, I see. So yeah, all of these are crutch words to help us as we're trying to think about what to say next. Now. What do you think the most common word in English is? So this is quite a random stream today. I've just basically looked up fun facts about English, uh, but hopefully you'll pick up some, some new words along the way and have fun with the quizzes. Okay. So it's pretty evenly split. But from what, what I could find online, there's two, which are the most common. So I and you. So they're the most common, and they've also been around for the longest time. So since those times of the Anglo-Saxons and William the Conqueror in England, the words I and you have been used. And of course, a big part of communication is connecting with people. So it makes sense that you would be saying, I am doing this, you are here, I you, I, you, as you're trying to connect with other people. So I think that makes sense to me that, that those would be the most common words in the English language. All right, switching gears, a bit of a random one here too. There's a phrase in English maybe you've heard, long time no see, people see, say to each other after they haven't seen each other for a long time. But the thing is, it's not actually grammatically correct to say this. So it's thought that maybe this was just a translation from Native American or maybe Chinese. Uh, so we're not sure, but here's some other ways that you could say this to someone. I haven't seen you in ages. It's been a while. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you in donkey's years. That means like forever, donkey's years. It's been forever since we last saw each other. How long has it been? It's been too long. Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> That's kind of a funny one for if you haven't seen someone for a long time. Look what the cat dragged in. So that's, even though long time no see is something we would still absolutely say. <clears throat> so this is an example of us taking from other languages in English. Okay. So... In the English language, we have a lot of poetry, and often poetry, uh, the words will rhyme or they will sound the same, like uh, phone and bone, for instance. Um, 
glass and mass. These are all rhyming words. So which word do you think here does not rhyme with anything else in the English language? And tell me in the chat if you enjoy poetry. Is that something that you enjoy? Let's see what people think. It's interesting actually that three of these are kind of colors which don't don't rhyme anywhere. And yes, so the answer is actually four of these are words that don't rhyme with any other. Orange is maybe one of the, the most common that people might hear about. It's used in different jokes and things like that. Uh, orange, so the answers are month, orange, silver, and purple. And three of those are colors, orange, silver, and purple, which is kind of interesting. And Stefan says khaki as well. Mm, I think khaki would rhyme with tacky. So there's one rhyming with khaki. Perfect. All right, we have a real mix of answers there. <laughs> and Amon says, I think Eminem can make a poem with all of the words, totally. Sometimes you'll have rappers kind of make up words or change the pronunciation to make it fit with their rhymes. So I'm sure that Eminem would find a way to make it rhyme or make a poem. Totally agree with you there. Okay, let's keep going with some fun English facts. <clears throat> Contronyms. So these are words that have two meanings that contradict each other, which is very strange. English is a crazy, crazy language. <clears throat> so the one in the picture is to dust strawberries. So you might dust strawberries with sugar means to put small particles on, but yet you dust the table, you remove particles. So you add or clean, same word, it's just the context. Um, okay, finish. So it could be to complete something or to destroy something. Um, so for example, um, I finished the exam, or that exam finished me, it means destroyed me. Um, bolt, so to secure something, I bolted it on maybe to the vehicle, or he bolted, he fled, he ran away. Um, left, uh, so what remains or depart. So at the end of the party, there was some food left, or the guests left departed or remained, and bound. Um, so potentially to keep things from flying around, we bound them with some ropes in the vehicle or the rabbit uh, bounded away, so leapt away, sprung away. And there's many more examples of these. These are called contronyms. And this is one of the oddities of the English language that can make it very difficult because it means completely uh, contradictory things for the same word, which is tricky. Um, Rasul asking for some useful adjectives. Um, so there might be some in this stream, but absolutely I could, I'll make a note that we wanna use, do a stream on useful adjectives. So thank you for the suggestion. Okay, 
let's keep going with some quiz questions. So computers, uh, so of course they've been developed a lot in English speaking countries. A lot of the brands, you know, Microsoft, Apple are American companies. So a lot of the information in the world is stored in English. And also, as we talked about before, English is the language of commerce, travel, uh, education in some cases. So a lot of English is stored in computers worldwide. How much do you think it is? Over 50, 60, 70, 80, or 90%. What do you think it is? Yes, it's actually over 80% here. Quite a few of you answering over 90%, which I think is a good guess too. As we said, a lot of, um, you know, commerce, education, and travel are done in English. So it is a huge, huge percentage of the total data out there in the world. The total information is actually stored in English. <clears throat> so as you see, it's an important language and it's great that you're here today to practice. Okay. Perfect. Let's keep going. This one's a funny one. I was really surprised by this meeting. So etymologically, which means according to the history of the word or the historical meaning, Great Britain, so it's another name for the United Kingdom, Great Britain means great land of the warriors, the feared, the tattooed, strong, or the workers. So what do you think? This would come from the time of, I'm actually not sure when, when Great Britain started to be called as such, but maybe it's the time of William the Conqueror or maybe earlier. The so it's the Anglo-Saxon period and then the Normans are those from France coming from Normandy. So while people answer, I will ch check and see when it actually came from. <laughs> Let's see here. Da, da, da. Okay, so it looks like from around 1707, it was called the Kingdom of Great Britain. That's what I can find online now. Okay, so no one's got it right yet. Nobody's got it right. And I was really surprised by this one and it's really random, so. I need to look into it further to see why this is the case. But apparently it means great land of the tattooed. Super bizarre. We can look into it more on another day. Um, but go have a Google and check it out. I would have thought something like warriors or workers too. But yeah, great land of the tattooed. I didn't know tattoos were that common back then. <laughs> Maybe it had a different meaning though too. Words over time change their meaning, of course. So something for us all to Google after this stream and find out why. <laughs> okay. So another kind of oddity of the English language, there are seven ways to spell the sound E in English. So I'll read this out for you now. And if you want to try for yourself, I'll read, and then I'll give you a moment to read it out, too. So, he believed Caesar could see people seizing the seas. Your chance. How 
How did that go, right? So those are all different ways of spelling that sound E. Um, just pretty, pretty interesting, you know. The English language is is absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, and it's very difficult to learn all these different pronunciations and spellings because, as I said, we've taken from different different uh, languages over time. And so the rules, there's so many exceptions. So hopefully that was a good one for you. Here's another question. So we already talked about how uh, prevalent English is in the computer world, what about in you know the real world of countries? Where is it considered an official language? So one of the official languages, what do you think? So where I'm from, Canada, it's an official language. Uh, where I lived, United Kingdom, it was also an official language. Um, let me just check. Let's see here. Okay. An interesting point is that it's actually not an official language as such in the United States. So apparently the United States doesn't have an official language, even though I guess it would be English and Spanish um, if they actually stated that they had an official language, but they do not actually state that. So keep in mind that the United Kingdom had one of the largest empires of all time. Uh, alongside, you know, the Spanish and the Dutch also had very long, large empires, the Portuguese, but the English really were all over the world. And so to this day, English is an official language. So one of them in 67 countries, isn't that crazy? 67 countries have English listed as one of their official languages. Um, let me know in the chat if it is considered one of the official languages in your country or how many official languages you have. So, for example, I know um, one of the tutors is from South Africa, and I think there's 11 official languages in South Africa. Uh, so with some of the local languages, um, plus Afrikaans, which is like Dutch, and then English is also one of the official languages. So many countries have a large amount, or at least two or three official languages. In Canada, we have two official languages, but there are many other Indigenous languages as well in Canada. Cool. So it's quite a mix there, but yeah, 67. I was surprised by that number. Okay, so as we talked about earlier, there's 4,000 words a year added to the dictionary. This includes um, words that are created, like some of these which are used in texting language. So BRB, be right back. LOL, laugh out loud. LMAO, laughing my hmm off. <laughs> Maybe you know what that one is. TTYL, talk to you later. Or OMG, oh my God. Which one do you think was added to the Oxford English Dictionary in 2011? And in the chat, let me know if you know some other text language for English. What are some other things we can use for text language. Okay, cool. And in the chat, so Asil saying in Algeria, there's three official languages, Arabic, English, and French. Okay, so Algeria would be one of those countries where English is an official language. In Paraguay, there's two languages, Spanish and Guarani. It's the local indigenous language there. Yeah, so some other short forms, BTW, by the way, IDK, I don't know, 
What are some other ones you know that you've seen? BTY, I'm not sure BTY, maybe did you mean to do BTW? Maybe tell me, tell me what BTY is, Otaru, I'm not sure. BFF, best friend forever in the chat there, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so the answer here was LOL. So lol, sometimes people even say um, lolling, laughing out loud. People will say that. Um, perfect. And so the meaning changes over time for some words. There's just two examples here, but there are others. But just to you know, show you that it is a language that is constantly evolving. So the word awful used to mean inspiring wonder or that you're full of awe. So when you're in awe of something, it means that you're impressed um, or yeah, inspires wonder. It's a good thing, but now it means terrible. So oh, that's awful. Maybe a taste is awful. A person is awful. Uh, a book that you're reading is awful. <laughs> so these are all negative things now, whereas it started as a positive word. And the word nice, talking about a nice person, it might mean like a lovely person or a book again, a nice book, it means it's enjoyable. It used to mean silly. Um, so silly, maybe funny or ridiculous. So the word has changed over time in our usage. And if you wanna check out some more of these, just look up English words that have changed over time and you'll find a lot more. So this dictionary that's growing by 4,000 words per year, when do you think the first English dictionary came out? Which year did it come out in? And there's another short form in the chat there, ASAP, yeah, so as soon as possible. There's one which is actually French, but we use it a lot in English for short form acronym, RSVP. Répondez, s'il vous plaît. So it means please respond, but we still use the French shortened firm in English. Stealing from languages, as always, that's what we do in English, it seems. Um, okay, perfect. So a few people have got it right so far. So the first English dictionary came out in 1755. So this was when they set out the rules of English grammar and spelling. Of course, these are still gonna change over time. It doesn't mean that you set the rules in 1755 and that's it. English is set forever. We're never gonna change the language. Um, but it was kind of the first comprehensive document for English. And apparently it took over eight years to compile. So that must've been a huge, huge effort. And this was of course, you know, long before, I think even electricity, the internet, of course. So that must have been a huge effort to bring together the first dictionary in English in 1755. All right, let's keep going with some more fun facts. So the longest word in English is 45 letters long. And I'm gonna try to say it. I've never actually tried to say it out loud. So you can laugh at me if this doesn't go well. Um, let's see here. New mono ultra microscopic silico volcanoconiosis. <laughs> uh, 
you can have a go as well. Try to say it. But it refers to a lung disease. So in your lungs uh, caused by inhaling fine silica dust. So silica dust is uh, little plastics. So apparently there is a lung disease caused by inhaling fine plastics, which gives us the longest word in the English language. The second longest word, and this is quite funny, is uh, it means the fear of long words. So I think someone had fun making up this word. I will try to say it again. You can join me. Let's see here. Hippopotamonstrosicipt aliophobia. How did that sound? <laughs> Was that, did that sound like it could be a real word? I don't know. It's the first time as well that I've tried to say it out loud. As you see in the picture, there's the little meme saying, admit it, you didn't even bother to read that. <laughs> so tell me in the chat, did you try to say it out loud? Okay. Next up, we have a panogram. So this is when you use all 26 letters of the alphabet. So we use the Roman alphabet in English. And this is something that you might have come across before. If you open a word processor, they might have this as kind of the example for showing you what the text looks like. So it's the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, uses all of the letters from A to Z, or so Z is what we say usually in Canada or the UK, and Z is what we say in uh, US. In Canada, we kind of sometimes do both because we have influence from Britain, um, but we also have influence from the United States. So we kind of tend to use both actually in Canada. It's a bit of an oddity there where we uh, officially we use more British spelling, but practically a lot of people will use American spelling or pronunciation because we're highly influenced as neighbors. Okay. Okay. And so there's some words, here's just some more oddities. There's some words that you will only ever see in their plural form. So glasses, binoculars, what you use to see far away, scissors, shears, is like a big form of scissors that you would use in the garden. Tongs, so these are um, things that you would use in the kitchen to pick things up. Jeans, so pants, and pajamas. You will only ever see these words in plural. And let's keep going with some other oddities of English. O-U-G-H can be pronounced in 10 different ways. I really feel for people who are learning English, trying to learn the pronunciation, it is very difficult. As I've said a few times, um, part of the reason is because we've borrowed from multiple languages over time. And so this is really messed up with having kind of one way to pronounce things. So I will read this out to you. And if you would like to read along after to practice your pronunciation, please do so. A rough-coated, doe-faced, thoughtful plowman strode through the streets of Scarborough after falling into a slough. He coughed and hiccoughed. How was that? Hmm. So in the picture there, we have cough, bought, through, burra. 
Burra. Tricky. That's a tricky one, definitely. And this is just another example of difficult pronunciation. Um, there are quite a few pronunciation streams on right now with Alex going through pronunciation for different letters of the alphabet. So if this is something you want to practice, I encourage you to go check those out. And here's another just little random fun fact. The longest words with only three or four letters, senseless with four letters, banana with three, and seeded with three. <laughs> Bit of a random one for you. Okay, so which of these do you think is the oldest word in the English language? I mean, that we can guess of, because this would be back to the year 900 before the Doomsday Book. Um, what do you think would be the oldest word? Okay, yes. There's a mix of answers and that's great because we don't know exactly. I just had a list of some old kind of Norse or Anglo-Saxon words that were here. Um, so all of these words, I, love, mother, fire, and here were all um, words used in the English language for a long time. Perfect, excellent everyone. All right, another special form of word is called an ambigram. So this is when it looks the same way, flipped upside down. So a famous example of this would be swims. So if you flip it around or you read it upside down, it will still read the same. There it is. Some other fun words. A palindrome is when there's a word or phrase that you spell the same left to right or right to left. A famous one is kayak. There's taco cat, race car, never odd or e even, step on no pets, or UFO tofu, <laughs> which doesn't really make sense, but it's exactly the same if you spell it backwards or forwards. These are just some fun kind of word games. A portmanteau, so it's a French word. Maybe someone can tell me if they also call it this in French. Um, is a word that blends the sounds. And so remember, we have over 4,000 words a year added to our dictionaries. Uh, one of those words recently added is hangry. So they've actually added this to the dictionary now because we've used it so much. So it's come out of being like a slang term and it's become more normal usage. So here's a few examples of portmanteau words. So hangry, which is combined hungry and angry. Motel, which is very common now, so motor hotel. This, these are kind of the cheaper hotels that you would stay at along a journey. A podcast, so it started from iPod and broadcast. A spork, so a spoon combined with a fork. Often people would use these when they're going camping because it's easier than carrying around both a spoon and fork. A brainiac is someone who's really smart, so brain and maniac combined emoticon, emotions with icons, emoticon. Those are our little smiley faces or you can add an emoticon right now in the chat and snark. So this is when you're being snide and making a remark. So snide, it's a negative thing. Um, so being snarky, you could say. And someone earlier in the chat was asking me about which language English comes from. So 
there's actually a very close language to English. Which one do you think it is? This was a new fact for me. A lot of the words do come from German and French. And of course, Dutch is very similar to German as well. So some of those words, it's being Germanic languages, some words will be similar. Okay, and portmanteau means coat hanger. So I'm not sure why we've, we've, uh, we've said that in English, those are portmanteau words. A strange way that we're stealing words from English or from French without without I um, can't quite make sense of that. Um, perfect. So so far, no one's actually answered, and it's the one that maybe we haven't heard of. I hadn't heard of this word before I was looking things up, but Frisian or Frisian, I'm not sure. It's a language that is spoken in three small areas of Germany and the Netherlands. So apparently, this is the closest language to English. Let me know if you've ever heard of Frisian or Frisian before. I'm not sure how it's pronounced actually. Frisian? Frisian? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let me know if you've ever heard of this language. If you're from Germany or the Netherlands, um, is this something you've ever heard of? I'm definitely curious to go look it up. But um, yeah, a lot of people answering French. And of course, we do take a lot of words from French. That's from the time that the Normans from Normandy came to England to conquer it. And so then it started mixing with the Anglo-Saxon, so the Saxony, the German words. Yeah, so it sounds like this is new information for all of us. So something for us to go look up. Um, all right. And then this is just a little fun fact. So the word run has hundreds of meanings. Apparently in the dictionary, they have over 600 senses or ways of using the word. So just a few to give an example, running a race, running a business, going on a grocery run, check if your fridge is running. These are all ways of using the word run. And there's uh, a few phrasal verbs in the picture below that you can use with run as well. All right, so I hope you enjoyed. This was a bit of a random stream as always. Um, but if you have any feedback for topics that would interest you, so someone was saying they'd like to practice more challenging adjectives, that's a great suggestion. Um, you can add your suggestions here on the community forum. So the community forum is a place where you can add feedback, but you can also ask questions about English. There'll be a, a subtopic for English specifically, and people will answer that for you. And if you're looking to do some one-on-one -on -one lessons, this link will give you a discount for the live lessons. And those are like 45-minute lessons with not just myself, but other uh, tutors from around the world. So you can meet with people with different accents too. And I hope you enjoyed. It was a bit of a random one today, as always. I just come up with these topics right now. So I'm very happy to have suggestions from you. So they can be a little bit less random. But hopefully it was fun as well to do a bit of quizzes, uh, learn some new vocab, and learn a bit about this English language that is such 
a mix of languages from all over the world. Perfect. It was nice to have you here today. Um, there'll be a couple more streams on later. If you have time, I'll see you then. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.